I'm Ross Hunter. And I'm David James. And welcome to Sales Athlete, a program designed to keep you performing at your peak. Hello, Ross. David. What have you been up to? Mate, I've been really busy, actually. Um trying to put into play a lot of things that we t- I love doing these podcasts because it actually reaffirms in my mind things that I stopped doing. Yes, to be, yeah, to be absolutely honest. Point. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's mm. as much as we do them for yeah. to share our knowledge and experiences with everybody else out there, um, for me they're fantastic just to reconfirm my oh God, what have, I haven't done that for a while. So I've actually been putting a few things to yeah. play that well, well obviously people can't see us doing these podcasts, but we do. We sit here and make notes all the way through, don't we? I do. And, I love it. I love it. And and we know what's going through our mind. Think, oh, I should be doing that, I should be doing mm. that. And mm. and because we work in this such fast-paced world mm. and, and there's just so much available to us that that it's easy just to jump from one thing to another thing to mm. another thing yeah. and we forget what we did well back here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. And, and you know what, it's, um, it, it's, it's a funny thing because, you know, we always want the next new thing but sometimes the next new thing is just doing what you do and just keep doing it well. Mm. <laughs> Isn't it? And I've found that, Ross, and, and, and I know we're here today to, to finish off today in our series on customer experiences, et cetera, but I, but I find in, in my coaching business that those really, really good salespeople mm. are exceptionally good at one or two or three things. Mm. They are. They, they, do you find that through mate, your travels? Mate, they, they are, and I'll, I'll back it up. I'm, I've just finished reading a really interesting book, which um, – it's a guy. It's written by a guy named Stanley Tucci. Do you know who he is? No. Okay, he's an actor. Um, did you ever see the movie Devil Wears Prada? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's the. Yeah. He played the gay ball guy. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. him. He's played mm. lots of movies. Mm. He's quite a famous actor, but everybody mm. sort of knows him from. He was mm. in, I think, The Game mm. of Thrones. Mm. And, anyway, he's he's American Italian. His parents are Italian. Yes. Um, and he's just written a book. Um, he went on this journey back to Italy to to look at. Um, he's a real foodie, loves cooking, loves, he's very passionate about food, to do all the different regional foods of Italy. Um, and he and he's, he wrote a book about it, right? It's called Taste. And it's, it's a sort of semi-biography, semi-food book. And one of the interesting things about it and how I'm linking it back to what you just asked me is this. He talks about all these restaurants and these things or places and whatever and – no matter what a restaurant, how famous are, because some of the restaurants in Italy have been there for decades, and people go there, people line up, people book a year ahead to get into these places to have the same dish they had 10, 20, 30 years ago. They don't want another dish. Mm. They don't want that dish changed. Mm. They just want that bowl of pasta exactly like that because it's so great. Do not touch it. Do not change it. Mm. Just do it the way you've always Mm. done, but just do it perfectly. Mm. And I think that's the essence of what you're saying. You don't have to keep changing things. No, no. Just do what you do. Do it perfectly Mm. and they will come. Yeah, because (laughs) because – We've had that happen to us, haven't we? We, You know, we've gone to a restaurant, 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 then we've gone back. You know, we might have been there half a dozen times. You've gone back and you you say, where's the pasta dish? Yeah. Oh, we've taken it off the menu. Yeah. And you go, oh. I came here for that. Yeah. What's going to happen now? Well, it's funny you say that. There's there's a a hotel in Melbourne called the Langham Hotel. Yep. Right? And as you know, I used to go to Melbourne Mm -hmm. 
a lot. And I always stayed there. And I stayed there. Hey, it's a nice hotel for one reason. Because when I had a busy day, often I didn't want to go out, to have to mm. have a shower, mm. get changed, go to a restaurant, find something to eat. Mm. I used to love come back to the hotel, having a shower, put on my grungy shorts and T-shirt, whatever, and just chill out in the room. And I stayed there because specifically I get room service and I had this, they did this beautiful grilled salmon. Right? It was clean, it was fresh, mm. it was healthy, it was exactly what I liked, right? And I'd go there because I knew that was there. I went back one time and they'd taken it off the room service menu. Mm. And I said, they said, oh, we've changed it. And I said, okay. And what's it? So they tried the other fish, not what I wanted. Mm. I'll stop going there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens with with, with, the, with the level of experience or service But why that we would do. they take it off? It was perfect. Yeah. They never changed and it. And you, you wouldn't have been the only one ordering it no. either, I wouldn't have thought. No. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Anyway. Okay. So because, Ross, what happens there, and that leads into my next point I want to talk to you about, is that, that we make the decisions. Mm. But what does the customer want? Ah. What does the client want? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because we make these ground rules. We, you know, we make these rules within our businesses, et cetera. Mm. But do we ever go out into the marketplace and ask the customer, okay. what, what does okay. the customer so, want? So there's one fundamental rule that I believe tucks into what you've just said, and that is this cost over value or cost versus value. Mm. That's what drives people. So people, all of us, as a consumer, what we're looking for is great value. Mm. Now, people think, oh, values is cheap. No, mm. values, value is what we get for what we pay, okay? What we want to make sure is is that the, the cost the cost never is greater than the value proposition. We're going to make sure the value proposition is greater than the yeah. cost. Yeah. Mm. So what, the, what we get out of something is far greater than the cost mm. and we will continue to go back. Mm. The day that you tip those scales – and people feel as though the, the cost is greater than the value, they'll vote with their feet. And that's it. Like, and a good example is this, um, airlines, um, business class seats, mm. classic. Like um, a good mate of mine for years was the CEO of Air New Zealand. And we used to have some really interesting conversations around because um, I'm quite fascinated by the aeroplane industry mm. and we talk about um, – business class seats, first class seats and the cost and all the rest of it. And he said it's about – it's just – he said it's, it's actually just about real estate. I said, oh, how's that, Rob? He said, well, one one um, business class seat takes up the space of four economy seats. So he said it's real estate. Yep, yep. He said so the base is you've got to cover the cost of four economy seats because yep. that's the space. Right. right? I said, cool. And then I said, okay, how do you drive the value into it? How do you drive value? Because I'm always conscious about that. So like you can fly to London on special from Auckland or from Sydney or from Perth. It's called 2000 bucks. right? The same flight, business class is between eight and 10000 yeah. bucks, maybe 12000 bucks. Now, there's no time advantage. You, you leave and arrive at the same time, yet the price is four to five times greater by sitting in that business class seats than it is in the economy mm. seats. Yes, the food might be better, the the wine might be better, but it's still airline food. <laughs> it's still mm. whatever. Okay, and there's only X amount you can eat, there's only X amount you can drink. What are you going to drink? You can eat your way from Auckland to London or mm. Sydney mm. to London or something. Mm. <clears throat> Some people do try, but, mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the valley's not there. 
And he said, no, he said, the greatest user of business class are corporations because their value proposition proposition sits here. It's not whether they want their executives to sit out the front. It's about when they get to London, they're rested, they get off the plane, have a shower and go to work. Mm. They save themselves about two days in time. Sorry, mate. Okay. Okay. So, so. (laughs) Um, I'd never actually thought of it that way before, Ross, in, in that, that, yeah, sure, you're taking a row of four seats and, 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 and you're bundling it down to one or two. My mate here is having a little bit of a coughing fit. So so let me give you another one in regards to what the customer wants, and, and that is communication. Now, once we just had a letter or we had a telephone call, there's so many ways to communicate these days. When we've got a customer that we've got to have an ongoing conversation with, ask them the question, how would you like me to communicate with you? Because in this day and age, some people are busy people. They're happy to get a text message. Absolutely. There's no right, there's no wrong. But the, the important thing is doing what you just said, Dave. Ask the question. Mm. Up front, say, how would you like me to communicate? Mm. They go, mm. oh, no one's ever asked me that before. Mm. Actually, I'd like mm. X. Mm. Great. And, and just to finish off on, on your point on value and, and, and your aircraft, yeah, if you arrive there safely and you arrive there fresh, et cetera, the cost of it disappears very quickly, doesn't it? Well, because instead of having to send an exec away for mm. 10 days, mm. you're away for four or five. Mm. Mm. It's t- it, the, the value sits in the in mm. time. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's just whatever your value okay. is. And what about reliability, <laughs> Ross? You know, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, my car's not going to break down the minute I buy it or mm. whatever, but what about, you know, being consistent in what you do? Yeah. Mate, it's so, so important. Keep, like, come back to the restaurant thing. We will go back to a restaurant because we can rely on them giving us that same dish the same mm. way every mm. time. Mm. And we'll go back forever. Mm, mm. The day you go there and it's not, you won't go back. And what the customer wants also, and you mentioned this yesterday when you were talking about something in regards to empathy. Yeah. In understanding the customer. Yeah, like a great salesperson has a lot of empathy. A mm. great human has a lot of empathy for other people. And empathy is is jumping in someone else's shoes, is understanding mm. where they're at, understanding their journey, understanding why they are you know, transacting or wanting you to help them through some mm-hmm. specific thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not there to tell them how good you are. Forget that. It's about to understand how I can help you through your journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. Okay, so we believe, Ross and I, that what you can do is you can take your customer experience and you can use that to seek market dominance. Yeah. We're right on that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so let's have a look at that. I think the first one is your point of contact. Yeah, yeah. From the minute that they, they make point of contact with you, you go into overdrive. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, it comes back to having that cookie cutter, same same process every time. So, you, you know, it's just this is when this that person engages you, this is what happens, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, yeah. And, and welcome to our business dis, a, a digital communication. You know, I, I, I find it, you know, an online florist that we use and et cetera, and, and by the time I've hung up the phone, there's your first text message. Mm. Now, technology can enable us to do this, so there's yep. no reason why we can't do it today. 100%, mate. Okay. First appointment? Yeah, like... If you've got an appointment to go and see someone, what's what's the prelude? What's the lead up to that appointment? Mm-hmm. Have something and have, do it every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then and then your pre-appointment touch points. You know, I, I still hear people say to me, "Oh no, DJ, I, I don't confirm the appointment." You know, because what if I confirm it and they go, "Oh yeah, I forgot he was coming. I'll cancel." Well, that's a pretty negative 
way to look at it. They're going to cancel. They're going to cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your post-appointment touch points. Yeah, I think that's really important. How often should you follow up with someone when you talk about customer experience, Ross? I guess it depends what the service is, David. Um, Look, I'll give you an example. I recently um, had to have um, some serious dental work done and, you know, go to the dentist, I don't think it's on anyone's sort of mm. um, <clears throat> plan for the year as far as having mm. um, dental surgery done. And, you know, they follow up, like they followed up that afternoon um, and then they followed up the next day and then they followed up a week later to see how it was. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, really good. Yeah. I, I think <clears throat> dentists are very, very good these days. And I know that sometimes we're there and we've got our mouth open and we can't say, can't say much other than go, yeah, 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 yeah. But they have taken it to another level, haven't they? Well, they have to a point. When I was having this work done, the dentist said, he said, Ross, he said, you know, your mouth is very stiff and you, you're very tense. I said, mate, I'll swap your spots. <laughs> yeah. See how you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think it's appropriate that we finish this this discussion today on I've made the sale. Yeah. You ripper. I'm yeah. rubbing my hands together, etc. Yeah. But don't forget that you've got pre-delivery and post-delivery and then an ongoing relationship. Yeah, exactly. It's it's sort of it's it's comes back to what we said before, David. The sales made when the sales made. Yeah. This is the point where you kick in and you start to really say, okay, I've got to earn the right for these people A to refer me and people and B come back to me. Great advice, Ross. Mate, that's all I got. Bye. See you, mate. Well, that's it for today, guys. So like true athletes, please continue to walk with a spring in your step. And ensure you're winning your game. Each day, ask yourself, am I at me peak?